Will and Christian in the morning. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Will and Christian in the morning. Today's a little different. We're uh, we're not in the studio, and I'll explain why in a second. But um, before that, I'm Will, and I'm Christian. So the reason that we're not in the studio today uh, is because we have a friend of the pod, guest of the pod, past guest. Bo is back. How are you doing, Bo? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Thank you. Doing well. Um, but we had a lot of fun when we talked about anime and all the differences um, between you know Western and Japanese animation when you came on last time. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we're happy to have you back. Um, so before we get into any main topic stuff, pre-show stuff, Christian, how's your week been? Ah, it's been pretty good. Um, I had like a handful of exams this week. I guess it was like midterm week. Um, you know, like overall fine, but a little stressful because there's just a lot of things that had to be done. But um, yeah, it was good. Um, uh, you know, a group of friends, you know, Will included, we all uh, had dinner in Nanyunk last night. We sort of walked around, took some pictures. It was very nice. Um, and this weekend looks to be nice and relaxing after, you know, a long week of work and tests and all that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Overall, kind of busy but all right how about you will how's your week yeah it was good um i mean last week i talked about how we had to isolate for a little bit because of a little scare and uh i'm still kind of getting over whatever i caught um i'm not like running around contagious or super sick or anything but just kind of like still resting still recovering a little bit um catching up on work um but yeah last night that was a lot of fun there was a little bit of a mix-up of where we were supposed to go and that there was a little bit of a little mess but we saw a lot of fun um had some good food took some nice pictures like you said um so yeah i'm hoping things i think this is when our fall break would have been right now so yeah i think so i'm trying to treat it like that a little bit uh trying to chill but um but yeah it's good um bo have you been since you were last on the show uh, i've been good man i've been good uh just got back into working i guess from the last time i was uh i was here and uh just been doing that that and chilling playing some games and uh all that good stuff hmm. playing some games that's uh it's very interesting maybe we'll talk about it later perhaps <laughs> okay <laughs> the ground folks um but to start we've got some pre-show news as always uh probably the biggest news to come out of this week uh it was just confirmed that Doctor Strange is going to be appearing in the next Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man 3. We don't know the title yet. Um, but that's very exciting because people are pretty much saying that this is going to be a live-action Spider-Verse movie. People are expecting Tobey Maguire Spider-Man to show up and Andrew Garfield and all these other crazy things. And now we've got Jamie Foxx coming back as maybe a different Electro. Um, but... It's definitely, I think it's gonna be cool to see that like relationship. I think even off camera, they have like a fun little, like almost father son like relationship of him, like <laughs> stopping Tom from Benedict Cumberbatch, stopping Tom Holland from spoiling stuff and all that. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think it's especially exciting because you know, the Doctor Strange sequel is all about the multiverse, it's the multiverse of madness, and it's already confirmed to have tie-ins with both the Loki show and WandaVision. 
So it's going to be all a bunch of this multiverse nonsense. And I think if, you know, Doctor Strange is in Spider-Man 3, then it's pretty much confirmed that the multiverse is happening. And, you know, they had, like last week, we were talking about the Electro casting and we were like, "Uh, maybe, maybe not. And we were like, maybe this means the multiverse. But I think Doctor Strange is, the the announcement that Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man 3 pretty much confirms that Electro will be in the movie and that it's all going to be the multiverse. So I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but uh, that's very exciting. But in some less exciting news, um, fans of the fans of the pod may know that one of my favorite TV shows off of Netflix is Glow, starring the wonderful Alison Brie. Uh, it was supposed to come back for a fourth and final season, but uh, apparently due to quote delays it is now being canceled and it will not come back for a fourth season which i'm very i'm very upset i think it you know could have done another season i think it could have just waited but it was it was weird and you know i've seen like some other shows that got canceled by netflix like mysteriously with sort of vague reasoning like that one show What's it called? Uh, I am not okay with this. I think it was called mm-hmm. that got canceled for sort of a vague reason, and people, you know, thought, you know, they didn't really believe Netflix. Whatever they said, they thought it was for like some ulterior motive. We don't really know, but I am upset that Glow got canceled. I think it was pretty popular, and I really liked it, but uh, whatever. Damn, I yeah, that sucks. Netflix always seems to like cancel a show after three seasons. It's like, even if it's super popular, except like Stranger Things or whatever. Like a lot of these shows, they only make it a couple seasons and then they're kind of gone, um, which is definitely kind of weird. But I have to finish Glow. <laughs> I st- I watched like half the first season. Oh yeah. Um, I'm working through my backlog. I just started BoJack recently. Um, and. Liking that a lot, and that also has Alison Brie. Um, I'm working my way through that, and maybe maybe I'll do Glow after. Um, not quite sure yet, but um, yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> it does suck. I'm um, upset, but whatever. So another pretty big announcement coming from Disney: uh, the new Disney Pixar movie Soul will be free to stream on Disney Plus starting Christmas Day, December twenty fifth. Uh, this was a movie speculated to be released at that sort of premium price like Mulan was, where it was, what, like $30 to rent? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, some people thought that Soul would also go under that premium thing, but I guess not. Um, you know, if it's free, like, I'll watch it. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that uh, when Mulan was announced to have that premium price... Uh, Black Widow was another movie suspected of going that way, along with Soul. So now I'm thinking, is Black Widow <clears throat> going to be released for free? Is it going to be released in theaters? No way. No way. What like, <laughs> what is happening? I don't. When is this movie coming out? They will push Black Widow until they can get it into theaters because that's like a that's a billion dollar movie right there. If like people it start is, coming yeah. back to the movies, but I I'm definitely interested in the concept. It's another one of those like very big concept <laughs> Pixar movies that I think will lend itself to a good story and will probably make me cry. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but I also I just found Jamie Foxx, right? I think Isn't so. Jamie yeah. Foxx in that, yeah. And I, I think I just found out they, they're also like gonna release a documentary about having to finish the movie during COVID, which is interesting too. Cause oh, that sounds pretty. Interesting. I don't really know how far along they were when everything kind of happened, but mm-hmm. this makes me think that Wandavision is gonna release earlier because I highly doubt they're gonna drop. Because a lot of people are saying Christmas for Wandavision. I highly doubt they're mm-hmm. going to drop this big Pixar movie and WandaVision at the same time. So that mm. makes me suspect that we're going to get it at Thanksgiving. Or Yeah, I I had heard that it was going to come out like sometime during fall. Yeah. So I, don't know. I could even see it coming out Halloween because of because the Halloween. Because it's witches and all that. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. That would be awesome. Oh, well, mm, I don't know cuz The Mandalorian season 2 oh, is already dropping on right. the 30th. You're so right. maybe I guess I would probably suspect like maybe mid November or like Thanksgiving. So that would give us like end of October, Mandalorian, end of November, WandaVision, then end of December, Soul. So I think that sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good lineup too. Um, yeah. Next up, this is kind of a, I don't know how credible this is, but I, I just found this. So recently the new Marvel Avengers game came out. Um, it's not related to like the MCU in any way, and a lot of people aren't big fans of it. I've seen stuff. I actually like, played like the beta, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Bo, did you play the beta? No, I didn't. Play no, I'm asking Bo. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I played the beta. No. Okay. Well, I know. I know. Like some of Bo and I's like friends have played it, and they like it. But I've I've seen some stuff, and I'm not really. Just the the style of it, the way it plays out, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of. But <laughs> there is a big like lifespan that they're planning out of like adding new characters and new heroes and everything. Because I think right now it's just like the main six or the yeah like the main six Avengers. Um, but some people like data mine the game and they found a like stand or uh, like a stand in audio clip of someone who even though the person speaking has an American accent, they like sound very British and. Very much like a character that we know from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gemma Simmons, fan favorite. So people are kind of thinking that maybe the character will show up in the game. And that's not too out of the realm of possibility because I know Fitzsimmons showed up in like a Marvel cartoon that yes, isn't connected in, uh, to the Ultimate MCU. Spider-Man. Yeah, in the, uh, in the Spider-Man cartoon. So like I think they've been in another game too, so... That would be kind of interesting, I think, if they show up. I don't know if it would be Elizabeth Henstridge doing the voice or anything, but they are. So, people also already found Quake like as a character in the Ooh. files for the future, so there's already some like precedent for that. And then Kamala Khan's also in the game, who's an Inhuman, which is a big thing with Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. So that might make me get the game if Gemma's in it. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to try <laughs> it out. But um, but yeah. <coughs> That is pretty exciting, but um, I guess we'll see. I would love to. I just love seeing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters like outside of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel like they don't get enough love. Whatever. But um, big gamer news, Fall Guys Season 2 is officially out. Hell yeah. So there are lots of new outfits. Uh, nameplates have been added, and it's easier to get crowns. Maybe I'll finally get a dub. <laughs> Well, it's not um, easier to win. It's just they oh, give you okay. more. <laughs> well, I don't know. We were we were playing a little last night, and they were saying that um, you know, now that season two just dropped, still all the scrubs playing who 
aren't as good at the new games but there are four new maps and then they're all medieval themed so i guess that's the theme of the season but we like i said we played a little last night and seems fun you know lots of new costumes and all that very cool yeah they uh they've added like orcs and knights and dragons and stuff and a lot of new music which sounds really cool like they they took the main theme and made it like more like (laughs) medieval sounding um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i think the game was not getting stale but starting to get repetitive um Mm -hmm. so it's nice to get some new stuff in there some new like (laughs) goals to work toward too yeah Um, i think adding new games was a really good idea because yeah, I was starting to get sick of seeing like the same couple games uh whenever I like played. So I think mixing it up a little is definitely a good thing. Yeah. To keep it fresh. So good job. Yes, good job, Media Team. Okay. Tom ugh, now on to the main topic. Um so today we're gonna be talking a lot about games, which might sound familiar because we talked about Battle Royale games just a couple weeks ago, but this time it's going to be a little different instead of talking about kind of big multiplayer casual games we're going to be talking about story driven uh you know single player those type of games that are really popular right now um especially with like new consoles coming out (coughs) new games being announced stuff like that um okay so to start i kind of want to go and say like go around and kind of say what our favorite like kind of story driven game is christian i know you haven't played as many but i know you have some experience like or you know of some yeah Um, so i um like i haven't really played a whole lot but i remember um well one thing that we're going to talk about that uh has a lot of these kind of story driven games is telltale games they make you know they made like the walking dead games uh batman guardians of the galaxy minecraft story mode things like that but uh, when I was a little kid, I played Telltale's Back to the Future video game, oh. and that was a lot of fun. That was like, it like took place after the three movies, and it, like, I forget exactly what happened, but like, Marty ends up going back to 1935 and meeting a young Doc Brown who's like at a science fair or something, and then he like accidentally turns him into Citizen Kane, and uh, it was a fun game, but uh, that I do believe was Telltale that did that. But uh, that's really probably my biggest experience with these sort of story-driven games. I uh, know I did play uh, Metal Gear Solid. I don't know if we count that. Yeah, definitely. Metal, I played uh, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Solid Two and a little bit of Metal Gear Solid Three. But uh, I love Metal Gear. Yeah, it was you know, that was a whole lot of fun. But, oh, and yeah. I hope I can play more in the future. But uh. That's my experience. What about you, you, Will? When you were, uh, well, when you were playing Metal Gear, were you dummy thick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. The, I, the guards were constantly alerted. <laughs> I've heard good things about Metal Gear, but I've just like, I think I have Metal Gear Five, but I missed. <gasps> I think I got it, like for free. They gave it away for free, I think. Um, but I never played it because it's always been too overwhelming for me like very there's a lot going on but yeah i know a lot of people really like the story in there um, it is a lot of fun i highly recommend i do as well those uh at least i don't know if it still is but your text tone for a while was the like Duh! like the alerting sound it's yeah it still <laughs> is for my phone it's the the alert <laughs> nice i love it um so i'm gonna my favorite that's really hard but i'm going to say 
Portal 2. Um, oh, I've oh my god, Portal and Portal 2. I adore that game. Portal 2 is one of the Fantastic. first kind of games of its style, I guess, of like very linear, <laughs> very like you're still playing a game, you're still doing puzzles, but like there's the story going on in the background. Um, I don't know what it is about that game, but if you haven't played it, this Portal series, you're a test subject who is at this like science facility, and in Portal 2 at least. The facility's been abandoned for like thousands of years and you're in like hypersleep or whatever. But there's a giant robot named GLaDOS who runs the whole facility uh, and kind of tortures you by putting you through these tests with a portal gun, which lets you like shoot two portals to different parts of a room. So it's a lot of like puzzles and stuff like that. And then Steven Merchant plays a little orb called Wheatley oh, um, who kind of tries to help you escape and the game is hilarious the story's fantastic there's even a part where uh jk simmons plays this character named cave johnson who is like in these past recordings over the loudspeaker um and he's amazing (laughs) i think there's the famous like i'm gonna get my engineers to make combustible lemons so i can burn your house down (laughs) um (laughs) it's like when life gives you lemons get mad he's like i don't want your damn lemons yeah um that and like there's this fun characters like the space Corps who's obsessed with going to space like there's Mm. so many like there's not even that many characters in the game but they're all fantastic just the setting the just everything about it i love um what about you bud yes me like my uh my favorite video game your favorite like i guess story driven like story driven yeah yeah i would i would definitely say uh last of us one was uh my like all-time favorite like story-driven game what okay like what about it um i just like the the connection that you have with uh with joel and ellie and um if you haven't played it uh for people out there uh it's a it's pretty much like a post-apocalyptic type of uh game with uh these interesting type of zombies that have these uh uh fungal infections i guess you could say and they uh like they evolve into like different tiers depending on how long they've been infected and so on and so forth but uh joel and ellie are like together and through their time together like they become more connected and stuff joel uh thinks that because he lost his daughter in the beginning of the apocalypse she he kind of gets this like father-daughter type of like connection with ellie and uh, Ellie didn't really have any parents growing up, so she feels like uh, uh, Joel could protect him or her. And uh, yeah, I just I I really like it. It was like one of the first and like only games that like I really felt connected with the characters. I feel like definitely. I I love mm, Last definitely. of Us. I I almost said Last of Us too um, for my game just because that game really like. I got so immersed in that game, and yeah, I think that yeah. it's announced that, that game is the most completed game on PlayStation now. Like, so many people have been so engrossed in it that they had to finish it, even with all like the controversy around it. Um, but right. I wanted to talk about this. I want to bring you on to talk about this because I know you have a lot of experience in it too. But I think in the past few years, um, these types of games have become a lot more like mainstream like they've always existed uh and like had fans mm-hmm. but 
I think for a while, a lot of time, people would think like video games, and you just think of like Call of Duty or like I don't even know other examples of just like games where you're just kind of going and doing whatever. There's not there's not much of a story or even yeah not much yeah. to care about. But I think now like there are games that are more like not interesting but more like loved than movies and shows um just based on the story alone um oh yeah i know um a lot of things are getting turned into movies there's an uncharted movie coming there's a last of us show i think being made there's all these i mean they're usually not done very well but a lot of these games have a an engaging enough story that people are like, let's make a movie out of this or let's make a show out of this. Um, But see, I just kind of wanted to talk about some examples, some like, I guess differences or why people seem to like these more sometimes. Um, And I guess to start is that, I mean, when you're playing a game, you're not just watching, you're interacting. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of games, um, they kind of, Sorry, they like let you get more immersed just because of how the gameplay works, how it like inter- intertwines with the story. Um, I'm trying to think of examples, and I'm blanking a little bit. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little fried today. Um, oh, um, so a big kind of topic now, or not topic, a big genre now is kind of like choose your own adventure. So I feel like we've all like in elementary school or whatever read like a choose your own adventure book um where like yeah but you do usually just ends up what you pick the wrong thing and you die but um mm-hmm. yeah. that's been like a big thing christian I, you mentioned the telltale games and that's uh a huge kind of sector of these types of games where you're still getting to like walk around and interact with stuff and then at big decisions you're making a choice of what you want to do um mm-hmm. some of the popular games in that is like the walking dead um there's batman there's the guardians of the galaxy one uh minecraft story mode <laughs> um, <laughs> which yeah. um a lot of them are based on like existing properties like or these are sure there's a game of thrones one i think um mm-hmm. but like i know in the walking dead there are times where you have to choose which character you want to live uh in a scenario oh, like yeah. zombies are attacking and you want kenny to live or do you want someone else to live and oh, kenny. based on what you do the other characters will like react to that so i think the it's like so and so will remember this yeah the yeah. big meme is like this person will remember or um in like fallout when it's everyone disliked that <laughs> um but uh, i think it's been expanded even more with stuff like uh detroit become human which is one of not one of my favorite games but one of my favorite games like in the genre have you played it though i can't remember detroit yes i yeah i did i played just like one like playthrough through it um i would like to play different scenarios to see what it's like but yeah i definitely played it and i think it's a pretty good game for uh um that type of uh genre of game yeah dude tell us a little bit about what it's about um yeah so basically it's about these uh i think it's three different um i guess they call them androids or something yeah, like they're, that yeah. they're, they're pretty much robots that look like humans and um pretty much what happens is that these three 
uh, robots, they become sentient and they start having emotions and feeling things and all that type of stuff. So they decide to uh, run away, I guess. And all three of them, uh, you play as the three different uh, people in the story, but they all, at the end, kind of connect in a way. So I think it's really cool. And you, you do, like, different uh, deciding factors and stuff with, like, deciding, oh, maybe I should sleep uh, in the hotel tonight instead of sleeping, like, outside in a car. <laughs> like, there's, like, different consequences yeah. and stuff in the game, which I think is really cool. Yeah, definitely. There's um, there's also some, like, I wouldn't say, like, huge stars, but recognizable people. Um, there's a character who is, like, a detective. Um, this, like, old, like, kind of washed-up detective, and it's played by Clancy Brown, who is Mr. Krabs. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he just, like, he, he swears so much in that game, and it's weird, because you oh, kind of yeah. hear... You can hear the Mr. Krabs twinge in his voice a little bit. <laughs> um, it's funny. also got... I cannot remember his name, but um, there's a character named Marcus who's played by one of the doctors on Grey's Anatomy. Um, so uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, it's an interesting game because like you're getting to make choices, but also there's a lot of like high stakes situation that kind of pull you in as you're playing. Like you will have to. I think that in the beginning of there's a game. There's a scene where. Um, you might have to like pull a gun away from someone or something, but you have to like use your controller to kind of like swipe yeah, back. Or, like, yeah. You have to press the buttons in the right order. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like investigating stuff, so it doesn't just feel like you're just watching. You're actually doing stuff in it, which is cool. Um, and I don't remember how many endings there are, but there's so many different like paths the game can branch off into. Um, and at the end of every like sequence, it shows like what could have happened. Um, oh, that's so cool. like if you did this. And then there's like ten different branches of what would have happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's it's crazy. Cool. I know um, they put so much detail in it. Yeah, I think I got the good endings for the most part. I let one character die by accident. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, like you really, it's an interactive movie, but it feels natural, which is cool. Um, it there's also that's where there's forty endings. Yeah, there's forty. I just looked it up. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And that's also where the uh, 28 stab wounds where that meme <laughs> comes from. <laughs> uh, which I love. But I, if anyone listening like has a PlayStation hasn't played it, I recommend checking it out. It's I think it's usually you can find it for like 10 bucks. It's so cheap now. Um, but uh, the stars thing actually made me think of like a lot of these new games have bigger stars in them now. Um, a lot of times, games have their own kind of pool of actors that they use. Nolan North is a big one who's in, I think, literally everything. He's in like every yeah, show as well. Um, Troy Baker is in, I think his IMDb probably has like 500 different projects he's been in. Um, wow. Oh yeah, it's crazy. But, but now you're seeing like, there's a new game called Cyberpunk coming out that has Keanu Reeves as a big character in it. Um, some 100. Hmm? You're breathtaking. <laughs> you're, yes, you're breathtaking. Yeah, that's uh, that spawned a bunch of stuff. Um, Norman Reedus was just in Death Stranding, um, a game with like the weird baby. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> there's more like, um, it's kind of a. Oh yeah. Um, what's his name? 
Giancarlo, um, he's in Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I I don't I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot his name. He's Bad. playing like the main villain in an upcoming Far Cry. I game. did um, I did see that. Yeah, or like in um, I think it was Far Cry Three. Uh, Michael Mondo was in that. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh and yeah, he was, he was also he's, he's in Scorpion Better Call Saul. Yes, and he was also in Better Call Saul alongside Giancarlo. Oh, and like uh, I know, um, well, Kevin Spacey. Uh, he was um, he was the main villain of a Call of Duty game recently before everything happened. Um, Yikes. So and someone like Kiefer Sutherland or something played Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid Five or something like that. Really? Um, oh, so it's. It's definitely becoming normal to see, like, a, a big-time actor in a video game, which I think makes it not more, like, accessible, but more recognizable to people if they see a commercial and they're like, oh, I know that actor. Like, what movie is this? And then it's a game, so they're like, oh, maybe I'll play it. Um, so there's definitely, like, some of that. Yeah, I think that's um, kind of going off of that, like, what you were saying before about how uh, games of this genre are sort of becoming more mainstream, I think that's sort of helping it, you know, pushing it into the the public con- the general public con- consciousness is having these sort of like big time celebrities like, oh, I love The Matrix. I know who Keanu Reeves is. This game kind of looks cool. Or I love watching The Walking Dead. Norman Reedus, oh, he's in this game. That's kind of cool. And so I think like, you know, having these celebrities on is sort of helping push these video games into the mainstream. So it's sort of like more you know, like, m- normal to have these sort of video games on the market and sort of making them more cinematic because the whole experience, like you are saying, like, Detroit is sort of like an interactive movie. So I think that these sort of, these games of the genre, like the Choose Your Adventure, the more story-driven, like, really puts a lot of focus on the story so that it's more, like, cinematic with, like, the pre-rendered cutscenes or things like that. And you're, like, really, they're really focusing on, like, getting attached to characters in addition to having like engaging gameplay and enemies and all that. So I think, I think it's a tough balance sort of balancing like gameplay and story. Uh, sometimes you could like, Oh, this game has a really good story, but it's kind of boring to play. Cause you're just like running around shooting or investigating or whatever. Like I know I, and I haven't played the last of us too, but I heard that that was a problem that some people had, that the gameplay was just sort of boring. Uh, and there was like more focus on the story and you know like i didn't play that i don't know what you think of that but um yeah that's my two cents yeah definitely and i think especially with this genre too it's we kind of talked about the battle royales battle royales are not just fun to play they're fun to watch i think these are kind of fun to watch as well because if a streamer is playing them or oh speaking of streaming i'll get to that um (laughs) or or if a youtuber like is playing it um that's kind of more fun to watch if you've seen the game or you um, are going to play the game because you can be like, oh, I want to see what endings this person gets. I want to see how they play this story out instead of everyone's just doing the same thing. Um, so that's kind of like another thing. Like, so someone could play uh, Minecraft story mode and like, what am I going to make Steve do or whatever? <laughs> um, or what is this person going to Jesse do? Yes. Have um, you guys played that Minecraft story mode? No, I have not. I've just heard like things about it. Yeah, 
I watched uh, people play it, and it's interesting. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, if you're like 12. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So <laughs> no. If you're like 12. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's also interesting. Some of these Telltale games really, like, you don't have that much choice because there are times where, like, you can choose to do something, but no matter what, like, the same thing happens. Um that is not the case in like something like Detroit though, where obviously there's 40 endings or it's very different, but, um, um, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, hold on. So I want to, uh, yeah, I want to just change the subject really quickly, sure. but because we were talking about Minecraft, <laughs> Steve in smash. Oh yeah. I feel like I, I should have put oh, that in the pre-show, right. but like, um, I don't know, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, I just want to, you know, I'm a big fan of Smash Brothers. I played a lot as a kid, and I you know, still enjoy playing it now. But that, is, I think, is really, really interesting, looking at the moveset, like, how unique it is. Like, and, like, all the little details they put in. Like, if Jigglypuff sings <laughs> and puts Steve to sleep, Steve pulls out a bed and, put like, places a bed and sleeps in it. Or, like, um... It goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, or like if you like tilt the control the control stick up, Steve looks up and like no other character does that. Or like his crouch is like the same crouch in the game and like one of his taunts is like three crouches like you're if you're playing on the server with someone you like crouch uh, a couple times like hey, what's up? And there's just like so much detail in it and I just think it's really cool and I think <laughs> Minecraft is going to have its like fourth renaissance. <laughs> I just wanted to. I don't know what you guys think of that, but because you mentioned Minecraft, I wanted that's a to good point. I I that. think it's funny that people like. I think there's people who are upset about it, and I think that's really funny because oh, like, shut up. This is like the perfect character <laughs> that you could put in this game. Like, um, and yeah, I do like how how unique he is with all his moves. Uh, I like the the square Kirby as well. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. Kirby. When he absorbs. Steve, he turns into a square or something. <laughs> I I think this means like as Nintendo adds more non-Nintendo characters. Where's Phoenix Wright? Come on. Where's Shovel Knight? Where's where's all these characters that I love? I don't want another Fire Emblem character as we've talked about. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, though? Um, I'm not upset that they put him in the the game. I. I actually think it's rather funny that they did, but it's just I feel like with like especially his uh his upbeat, um, he's able to like build blocks just like out of thin air, and I feel like that's gonna be such a cute thing to do, especially in the beginning when he first like comes out. People are just gonna be able to like box people in, and like they're gonna waste their jumps and their upbeats, and fucking just fall off the the thing. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll, it's very, they'll it's very interesting. Them. I'm excited. Okay, yeah, but, back um, to it. Oh, the next thing, the next thing I wanted to add is that Ooh. another kind of unique thing that sets oh. these apart, these game or just games in general apart from a movie or a show is that they're they're very long. Like uh, Last of Us Two is a twenty twenty to thirty hour long game. Um, twenty so, thirty out. Jeez. Yeah. So because of that. You know, movies, what, at the most two and a half hours, sometimes three, or very rarely. <laughs> so that's a lot less time you're spending with the characters. Even TV shows, they can get up there hours-wise, but it's spread across, you know, several years or 
a lot of different episodes. Um, in a game, though, you're playing as a character the whole time. You're around other characters. So it's a lot easier, I think, to have like natural character development. Um, you kind of care about the characters more. Um, I know one of my favorite game series, Uncharted series, uh, you know, you're playing as Nathan Drake, this adventure, and, you know, throughout the game, you're going on these adventures with, you know, his father figure, Sully, his girlfriend, on and off girlfriend, Elena, um, and there, there's just so much relationship in these characters that you cannot shorten into a two-hour movie, which like, they're trying to do, um, or even, like, a TV show, just because you can, there's times where you can just be walking and the characters have a conversation, and this could go on for like ten minutes, where in a movie you'd have to cut time, cut it down for time, or you know keep things moving. But there's a lot of time for things to go slow. That's a big thing in Last of Us too, as well. Like there's a lot of just time to of sitting and talking and like walking and talking. Like it's not always just action and action. You can slow down a little bit, which is nice. Yeah, and and I think that sort of goes back to the sort of cinematic sense of the thing. Like they're long, and it's like a long investment. Um, you know, playing these games, uh, lots of focus on the story and the characters, and you can like kind of connect to the characters. Whereas, like you know, if you're playing, you know, like Super Mario Brothers, like you don't really know much about Mario, but you're like, okay, it's the save the princess, but now like you know, you can sort of have this connection with, like, Joel and Ellie, like, you know, he's, like, a father figure to her, and, like, they have this sort of relationship, and it's, like, so complex and complicated, and I think that sort of provides for a better, like, a better experience. Not that, like, I don't love playing, you know, like, a nice Mario game, but, you know, I think these sort of story-driven games, really, it's more than just a game. It's sort of, like, this whole experience. It's, like, you really like feel for the characters and like everything you do has like real consequences or like, and so it feels. And I think that sort of makes for a better overall experience for these games. Yeah. I, I think my, the best example I can think of, of kind of seeing stuff naturally happen is the 2018 God of War, which is now one of my favorite games. Um, It's basically about Kratos, this greek like spartan or he's like a spartan warrior in the in the games from years ago there's i think in like god of war 3 he kills all of the greek gods spoilers um and he's like the son of zeus or something yeah Um, and in the new god of war like he's moved to like scandinavia where they believe in like the norse gods so with thor odin uh all these different gods and uh the whole story of the game is him and his son Atreus. They are taking their his mut like his son's or his wife's ashes up to uh, like up this mountain um, into a different like realm to to drop the ashes. And of course, they run into a ton of issues on the way and enemies and all this. But that's a game where, and I guess I'll get a little spoilery. But you know, beginning of the game. Kratos and Atreus have a very distant relationship. He's he's very much like a cold, distant father, um, who's kind of just like, boy, let's do this. Um, boy, do this. <laughs> there's a there's a scene in the beginning where he's teaching him to hunt, and he's like gonna shoot the arrow, but he gets too scared or like he startles it, 
and he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, do not be sorry. Be better. Boy. Like, he just constantly <laughs> says boy. Um, but, and, like, it's really hard. There's a scene where it's, like, hard for him to comfort him or, like, kind of relate to him. And by the end of the game, they've gone through all these adventures to the point where, like, they're much closer as father and son. Kind of similar to, like, The Last of Us, but, like, he's able to... Like, I think there's a scene at the beginning where he's not even able to, like, pat his son on the shoulder because he just doesn't know what to do. And then by the end, they're, like, palling it up, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's something that maybe, like, I guess you would see in a, a, a show or a movie, but it just feels more subtle and natural, which makes it feel more real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Christopher Judge. He's awesome. The voice actor for uh, Kratos. <laughs> I'm... The new game is going to come out like next year, I think, and I think it's going to be like Kratos versus Thor, which is really interesting. Cause, oh, I hope so. Um, and that always reminds me of the MCU because a big part of the first game, or the, first, the fourth game, whatever it is, that Ragnarok is coming. Um, and Thor doesn't ever show up in the game, really. Um, but this new game is like going to be all about Ragnarok happening and Thor like arriving to beat up Kratos or whatever, so I'm interested for that, but anyway. Um, another big thing about these games is a lot of time they cover kind of heavy topics. I think the stereotype with games is like, oh, they're just, you're just going shooting guys up, or you know, you're just saving the princess or whatever, like it's nothing really that deep, and that is that could not be further from the truth nowadays, um, where there's tons <laughs> of story-driven games that handle some heavy topics. Um, even just recently, there's which this unfortunately been controversy around. Last of Us Two has deals with a lot of like LGBTQ stuff. Um, main character Ellie is gay, and she has like a girlfriend in the game. And there's characters who are upset with that, and like are very bigoted and um, like discriminatory because of that. There's a trans character where um, they're able, like their character is not just defined by them being trans, like they're an important part of the story but there's also that side where there's people who don't respect them or like understand them um a lot of stuff that like you would not really expect to see in just like a video game about zombies um there's also you know big big popular game undertale um Mm -hmm. which seems very much just like memes and good music and just kind of cute art style um there's themes about like racism in that and um, like growing up and maturing and stuff like that. Um, that I don't know, like it's very deep and very interesting to see like why you're playing the game because um, it doesn't just feel mindless. You're not just shooting up whoever uh, the bad guy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like there's a lot yeah. to it with like I don't know. Bo, can you think of any other examples? I'm trying to think. Um, I was I was actually uh, gonna mention. Uh, what you said about Last of Us 2, um, Nina is the, the uh, girlfriend of Ellie, and I actually just watched, um, I went on her YouTube channel, and she played it for the first time a couple of months ago, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the actual, like, mocap. Model. Like, model. She, she wasn't, like, a voice actor or anything. Um, but, like, the actual face of, of Nina, she played it, and she's like, what the heck, that's me! That's me right there! And she, had, <laughs> she didn't see anything about like the the game at all so she was like going in it blind and i was like what is she gonna think about this scene when they're 
inverted room <laughs> together. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that was that was an interesting uh, experience to watch. <laughs> Even now we're we're just seeing like more representation in games and stuff, and just like just themes that like really make you think. Last was two made me think more than any other game that I've ever played. Um, I finished when I finished the game, I kind of just sat and was like. Oh my god, <laughs> like, just, a lot of people don't like the game, but there's so many, just like, thought-provoking ideas of, like, revenge and moving on from things and all this that's just, I don't think it could have been done in a movie or a show, like, as well as they did it. Um, yeah, and I think that's sort of another really amazing thing about these video games is that they can sort of, it's like becoming more of an art form now like not to say that it, like wasn't before but like now i feel like it's getting more respect than before like you know you, you get like these like parents are like oh don't play fortnite video games are dumb or things like that or like oh you just play call of duty and like they ca it causes violence or whatever but like these like i really do appreciate these games that like are have something to say you know like you're saying like topics of like revenge or like um lgbtq representation or like family things like that um i think you know i think th they're getting this sort of newfound respect it's like wow like these video games aren't just like you know violent unnecessary shooting or just like or like people say like oh video games are for kids like you know you have like your marios or your whatever is like um it's like oh it's just for kids but like these are like very like mature games not just in terms of like violence or language or things like but, but like mature topics and i just like yeah like, i appreciate that they like are they're saying something with it instead of just like having like 30 hours of pew 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 kill the zombies like it's Which, i mean that's also there but <laughs> i mean it, it, that's also there but like i do appreciate that it's this this big focus on like crafting a really like good story i like i appreciate that yeah and something else is that we kind of talked about this with the anime thing there are games that let you experience things that could never could never really see in a movie oh, yeah. or a show um just because of budget reasons or we can't do this with cgi or whatever like here's a great example uh bioshock infinite one of my favorite games um that whole series is about taking ideas of like these are like philosophical or like political ideals like held by someone and trying to showing like putting them in practice and showing like what can go wrong with them um the bioshock infinite the whole thing is it's a giant city in the sky with um you know these crazy like hook things where you can fly around the city um but it turns out that uh everyone's mega racist um and <laughs> like it's 1912 there's everything is like segregated people are very very racist and like you're a character who has to like uh, another kind of father figure um game but um you're kind of rescuing this woman who's been kind of trapped by this overzealous leader um and the some of the stuff in that game like you you drink like these things that let you shoot like bees out of your hands and stuff and 
um, stuff that you could never do. I mean, I guess you could, but for as long as these games last and like the stuff that they're doing is, you would really only see an animation, I feel like. And mm-hmm. they kind of allow you to try out these ideas, um, like stuff that you wouldn't see. Another example is just uh, like the Batman games or the Spider-Man game where it makes you feel like Spider-Man. <laughs> um, and that's the big joke of every reviewer is like, it makes you feel like this. Um, but it's true. Like, I don't know where else you can watch something that's a compelling like superhero story where you're also, you are the superhero. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like it's, it's a lot more accessible, I think, and open uh, for storytelling than sometimes movies or TV can be. And it's pretty spectacular, I think. And that I have played a little bit of the Batman and Spider-Man games. Or like I, I watched my my friend play the Spider-Man game or the PS4 one, and it was just sitting there, and it's like you know, like swinging around the city. It's like you feel like you're Spider-Man, or like driving around the Batmobile or whatever. Like you feel like Batman, and like that's something like if you just watch a movie. Like I, if you watch like Spider Man Homecoming, it's like, it's like, oh, I relate to Spider Man, but like I don't really feel like I'm Spider Man. Like this sort of like puts you right into the the shoes of the character, so you can sort of get like a more interactive experience. Like you really feel like you're in this world, and the consequences feel real because it feels like you're experiencing them. And you know, I just think it's something that like movies and TV shows can't really do. Yeah. Which is really interesting, I think. Like, for example, in the Batman games, there's a lot of... You're flying around the city as, like, where you get you can choose, like, where you're going to go in the city. You can, like, perch up on a balcony and see, like, a bunch of thugs planning something out or, like, uh, people, like, just escape prison or something. Maybe in, like, a Christopher Nolan Batman movie, there's scenes like that. Um, but maybe there's only a few. And then in this, you can be like, all right how am I going to take out these guys? Like, how am I going to, you know, jump down and go back in the shadows? And like the Batman movies, you see Batman just come out of the darkness and fight. And then like, you don't really see his method or something, but in this, there's plenty of moments that feel in character and like feel right in the story where, okay, I just grabbed this guy and hung him from a ledge. Now I got to move out of the way before someone sees me and like hide in the shadows. So it even expands on like the stuff that the movies do by being like, all right, you have to act as this hero would act. Spider-Man has to like hide in the rafters. Uh, even if you web someone up, so, so people don't see him like the stuff that you kind of not take for granted, but some of the stuff that you, you don't think about, especially with like superheroes of like, mm-hmm. um, I just saw a video where it's the Chris Pernal and Batman scenes, but you, you can see Batman walking away. Like when, um, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon like turns and he turns back and then someone edited him like running and I I've feel like that's that, what it's like yeah. to play the game. <laughs> um, but then also you still get these fun like cutscenes and story moments. But you're also, especially with open world stuff, you're like kind of crafting your own story in a way. Um, there's a lot of world building. I know, like Witcher Three, I love that game. Um, very much like medieval almost Lord of the Rings type feeling setting, Game of Thrones type setting. And there's still quests that you're following, like the main story, but there's little side missions that, um, 
know, you'll meet a character and maybe they show up a bit later in the main story or, you know, you just get a feel for the world that a movie can't take 10 minutes away to show you what's going on in this city while in an open world game, you can kind of walk around and see for yourself, see what people are doing outside, what people are saying. Um, that's also kind of adds to the immersion of like, it's not just that you can do whatever you want, but most of these games, they've crafted a really like detailed world that if you want to just go and uh, listen to every NPC's dialogue, you can. Um, <laughs> and it still feels like part of the story, which is cool. Yes, very, very cool. And I think another thing about, you know, these you know, story-driven video games, like you just, because it's so interactive, I think that's why, even though they have some amazing stories, you like can't really turn these games into movies. I think that's sort of like a... Yeah, like a typical thing that people are like, oh, video game movies are always terrible. And I think it's because when you, like, like you were saying before, like, you see Batman, like, beat up the thugs and then disappear. Like, okay, cool. But, like, when you're playing as Batman, like, you're beating up the thugs, then you disappear. But you can also see, like, how he found them. And, like, you could see his detective work and all that. And you're sort of part of that. And I think, like, even if the story is really amazing, it's really hard to take that sort of interactive element out and just keep the story for a movie. So, although I am, you know, I'm looking forward to this Uncharted movie or whatever, but, like, I I have to say, I don't know if it'll be good, because I feel like it's just really hard if you take away that interactive element from yeah, that. Yeah, they're definitely tied together. Um, and I think even games are getting better at blending the line. Um, Recent game, I know Bo's a big fan of Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, oh, yes. It is a samurai game. You're playing as a samurai when the Mongols invade Japan. Um, and a lot, you know, a lot of games have a big, like, big clunky uh, interface that kind of takes up a lot of the screen, so it takes away from whatever you're playing. This game, there is no, like, mini map. There is no. Um, there's not really like indicators. If you want to find out where you go, where you have to go, you can swipe up on the touchpad and like wind will flow in the area of like the direction you're supposed to go, which like makes it feel even more cinematic and more like you're in the story. Like, but a lot of these games, they wouldn't be good movies because you're basically already playing a movie. Like, um, and not even just the choose your own like story ones. It's just the way these things play out and like the. I guess, yeah, like the way that things look in them, like it, it's already cinematic enough that it feels like a movie, but definitely like the gameplay is 100% tied to it. <laughs> like, I I don't, like an Uncharted movie would be interesting, but there's it's not the same as like getting behind cover and moving around and, you know, doing all the jumping and platforming yourself. Um, but... I don't know, I think video game movies are starting to get better. Um, Detective Pikachu is pretty good. <laughs> um, I can't even remember what the last one was. The Sonic the Hedgehog? One. Sonic, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's different, but... Um, yeah, it is. I know, like, the Tomb Raider movies have never been, like, amazing because, like, what can you really do that's better than the game? Um, exactly, yeah. I kind of want to watch some of those really bad game movies now, like the... I forget. There's a few, but... Um, 
maybe for the future of Will and Christian in the morning as a brand, we can watch some of these movies and give our thoughts, you know? Yeah. That's all right. Oh, and I guess the last, I guess we can like start to wrap up with the last kind of um, type of like story kind of driven game or ones where it's in the background, but it's still there if you want it. Um, big, the best example I can think of is like Overwatch um, and even like TF2 to an extent. These are games where it's obviously not single player, you're playing team, like a team fighting game with other people, but every single character in Overwatch has their own backstory and relationships with other characters that they sometimes will like show in the matches. They'll have like little conversations with each other. Um, there's shorts online that are movie quality uh, about the Overwatch characters that that you can watch and like kind of rep not replicate in the game but kind of see like the effects of or see the same settings and characters as in those shorts. Um, TF2 is the same. There's a bunch of those like meet the whoever um, and like their own little mini movies that they have that makes it feel more connected like when you're actually just playing it's not just a faceless soldier it's a character like oh this is winston the gorilla i love him <laughs> like uh, mm -hmm. uh they have character and they have their own stories even if it's not directly in front of you um yeah but is there anything else that you Bo or christian any other i uh, i know i led a lot of this but like any other things about games like that i missed or any comments or anything Hmm. No, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to think, uh, no, I mean, honestly, I, I was, I was trying to think alongside and you, like, talked about the ones that I was gonna <laughs> say, so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think it's over 4th of July, or it was either for your birthday or 4th of July, and we were still, everyone was still home, a few friends, like, and I went to Bo's, um, and it was just after, well, because it was 4th of July, because it was after Last of Us 2 came out. And we yeah. sat for, like, an hour and just talked about the things that we had done in the game. Um, we all, obviously, the story is the same for everybody, but we all still had wildly different experiences. Um, just because of how much, like, you can do gameplay-wise. Like, I know we were talking about, like, oh, did you guys know, like, you could do this and that, like, you did you did, oh did you guys see this like little area that where Ellie plays take on me on the guitar <laughs> or um, <laughs> like did oh I had this awesome encounter where like I did this and this and like lured these guys out and all these types of things so like the air assassination <laughs> yeah the air assassination and like it's also just fun to talk like to talk about your own individual experience like if someone else has played something. Um, and I'm trying to think. I remember I watched Bo play through the entire Uncharted series. Um, like he he would boot it up and then he'd set it up so I could kind of like join the all stream almost. And like we would be talking about the story together, like how things are going. Like, oh, what do you think's gonna happen? And like talking about like, oh, you should do this and this, like in this part. I don't like. It's just it's also can be like a social thing too, even though these things are single player, which I think is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was that was a fun time. Swapping stories and like giving tips on like this part. Or, oh, you should, you gotta like do these things together, and like you can 
do a cool thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, re- I remember you, uh, you will when we were playing the fourth one, I think, and I was like looking for, I guess, the uh, the cross in the abandoned jail, and it was that that puzzle where it was like the uh, the um, Roman numerals or whatever, and I had to like there's like a ton of them like all over the wall, and I was like looking yeah, at the yeah. paper, and <laughs> you were like, oh, it's okay if it like you know, takes you a little bit. And I think, wasn't it, like, the first one that I found? Was the I think you got it on the first try, and I, it <laughs> took me, like, 15 minutes. So, like, that's... <laughs> it's a wildly different experience. For, or a boss fight, like, oh, this boss fight's gonna suck, like, watch this. And then maybe your friend will beat it in one try. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> like, I think there's also that, not, like, skill level necessarily, but maybe some experience, like, also plays into how your story goes down. Um, which is also kind of cool. Right, um, right. I I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I, it just popped into my head as I was saying that. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, though. Um, Christian, I think it would be an interesting thing at our house if at some point we, as like a group, did like a playthrough of a game together, and like, I don't know, like that would be kind of an interesting yeah. dynamic because I know no, we all I'm, do like. I would very much like stuff. to do that. I would watch. Um, it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we, we could stream it. Um, but any <laughs> before I talk about that, any anything for you, Christian? I know. Um, um I mean, not really. I, I would like to play um one of these games with you guys. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, you know, Bo, it seems like you have some fun experiences playing these games. You know, I'm wondering, is there any way that I could like watch you play? But like, I'm not there oh, with you. So, like, is there any sort of <laughs> Yeah. Any way, maybe over the internet, that I could watch you play these games? Uh, as a matter of fact, there is. Uh, I stream oh, on Twitch now, and uh, I just started. Uh, my mic is actually coming in as we speak, like it's being delivered. So I'm what mic is it again? Better. Exciting. What's that? What mic is it again? Oh, uh, it's a Blue Yeti, I think. Oh, okay. Ooh. Is that the one Max has? I think so, yeah. That's a very good mic. It is a good yeah. mic. Yeah, yeah, so... Hopefully, sorry to the people that are listening screen. to this audio. It's my gaming mic, so it's like <laughs> probably not the okay. best. But That's um, okay. yeah, um, just find me on Twitch. It's just fuzzywig, all lowercase, f u z z i w i g g. And I stream on weekends, so I'm probably gonna stream tonight because tonight's Saturday, and uh, Sunday at eight thirty, both days. Sometimes I'm there too. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes Will's there. I think he's in actually almost all of my clips right now on my home screen. Yeah, played Rocket League last. <laughs> That's fun. When was it? That was a few days ago. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, so that's. Yeah, it was I fun. you should, Bo. I would also enjoy watching you stream single player games because like when we when i watched you play uncharted those times that was like an unofficial that was a private stream yeah, um, it was just for you well that was just for me but um no yeah i'll definitely yeah, do that too i could do like single player like horror movies all that like horror God. games so stuff like that whatever That's people want me to do i'll do it um but yeah check him out he's an official official uh seal of approval from will christian the more yes awesome professional endorsement oh yes. yeah um, but uh yeah check out Bo on twitch um make sure to follow us on instagram at wc in the morning and we just set up a new twitter account um 
so that is also at WC in the morning. We'll be letting out um, you know, our thoughts and talk about thing little things that we don't normally talk about on the podcast, just little bits of news here and there. But uh, give us a follow. We'll do show updates and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's at WC in the morning on both Twitter and Instagram. And I can't, I can't give too much away. I can't give anything away. But um, <laughs> next week's gonna be pretty exciting. I think we do have um, some exciting stuff planned. Yeah, so make sure uh, you know keep your ears open um, for our next week's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and make sure to follow us for updates. We will be letting you know about that as soon as we can. So make sure to follow us on all our socials. Yeah, and follow Bo on Twitch. Check him out. Uh, weekends streaming. Yep, Pretty weekends exciting. at eight thirty. I might do during the week, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Yeah. They're all on, awesome. you know, you can watch them afterwards, too. Oh, yeah. Um, on Twitch. But, all right. Well, um, that's going to be it for this episode. Bo, thank you for coming on again. Nice to have you back. Yeah, thank you for having me. We'll yeah, have to, of course. We'll have to have you back on as a celebrity when you've made it big. <laughs> when you make uh, it big. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll have you, we're, we're <laughs> have you on again when you get to. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but, you bet. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much for coming again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.